recording video is something that you kind of just have to do. And this episode is all about the ways to record video for your online music courses. You may notice that I sound a little off. I ended up getting sick, so I kept postponing and postponing the recording of this episode. And now we're here and I need to get it done. So bear with me. I promise I will have a much better sounding voice in the future, but I'm gonna try my best to keep this not super, super long. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 267 of the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast. This podcast is dedicated to showing you how to create impact and income online as an independent music teacher. This episode today is brought to you by the Online Music Course Accelerator version 2.0. This is the most complete online course creation program for music teachers. If you want to increase your income without adding more students, then it's time to add an online course to your offerings. I have a link for that in the show notes. Now let's get to creating those videos that you need inside of your course because having the course idea is just not enough to get your students the knowledge that they are seeking. From a high level, let me just describe the types of videos that you may be creating. The first one is commonly called a talking head video. This video is one where you are looking straight at the camera and you are talking and explaining something. The second type of video that you might be creating, and I highly doubt that you'll be creating a lot of these for a music course, but these are the screen capture videos. These are the ones where you basically capture whatever is on the computer screen. There may be a small talking head image of you on that screen. This may be something that you use if you're helping someone to read music or to compose music, but probably not if you are helping them to learn how to play the instrument itself or to improve whatever playing they have. The third type of video is much more of a demonstrative video. What I mean by that is it's got cameras pointing at the hands and the instrument. So if you are playing the piano, your demonstrative videos might be an overhead shot of the piano keys so that your fingers can be on there. You might also wanna have a camera pointing at the pedals if those are necessary in your instruction. Or if you are teaching the guitar, you may have a camera that's pointing at the guitar where both hands can be seen. If you're really working on the fretboard, you might have the camera just pointing at the frets. And if you are teaching any other kind of instrument, these are the videos that you're creating that show the instruments. So possibly you might have one that's showing the mouth if you have some mouthpiece type exercises or fingers on the instrument or any number of things. It's really dependent on what instrument you are teaching. But essentially your videos inside your course are going to consist of one, two, or three of these angles. And it would be fantastic if all you had to do was press record, you record your video, and it then becomes good and ready for the students. But it's not quite that simple. 
often we're going to want a hybrid of two or even all three of these video types in a particular lesson. And so there are two approaches for doing that. The first one is on the front end, which means that you are going to be recording with multiple cameras that um, all kind of go into the screen at the same time. You might be a talking head in one part. You might have the instrument in another part and you just record once. Everything is recorded into that single file. That type of video is best created with something like a multicam or an OBS type software where you can create a scene that allows the video to have the aesthetic that you want. With that type of video, there is also the ability, although it's a little bit harder, to add overlays. And if you are going to do something like that, often you're going to have an assistant, somebody helping on the computer while you are doing the recording. What I recommend is instead of trying to get everything onto the screen and doing it in one take is to do what is called post editing, where you can have all the different cameras, you can have all the different scenes and they record into separate files. And then you bring up something like iMovie or Camtasia or any number of video editing software. There are a ton of options for this. These are the two that I find most of my clients gravitate towards. iMovie is absolutely the easiest. It is the one that most people who have an iMac or a MacBook are going to use because it's built right into your computer. I am a PC user and I absolutely, absolutely love Camtasia for video editing. And I would strongly recommend if you are um, looking for something that's the next level up from iMovie or from a movie maker of some kind that to look at Camtasia. Tell you what, I'll put a link to Camtasia in the show notes. Okay, so when you're using Camtasia, you bring in all those individual files and you customize what's going to be on the output. So you're going to be editing your videos, splicing them together, moving things around, and all of that in order to create a nice polished product. Whether you decide to do the all-in-one shot or you do the editing, I have a few rules of thumb that I would like to make sure that we get into this episode. As I said in the intro, I want to keep it super short because you really don't need to hear me for extra long today. So the first rule that I want to make sure that we address is camera angles. Camera angle is vital. You want the camera to be straight on as often as possible, particularly for your head. If you are doing a talking head video, we want to position ourselves so that we are well framed inside of that screen. We want the camera to be at about eye level and we want our eyes to position on the screen somewhere in the second quarter if you go from the top to the bottom. You also want to make sure that there is some headroom above you. Okay, we don't want your head to be cut off and we don't want miles and miles of open space above your head. There is one time where miles of space above your head does make sense. And that is if you are going to use notation on the screen. So actually writing things on the screen and you want to have your head there 
but you want to be able to have lots of room to write, which I guess goes to say that even though I have some rules, they can be bent and they can be broken. The main thing, though, is making sure that you are looking head on into the camera. We don't want an upshot and we don't want a downshot because this is how your students are going to truly connect with you. Now, when you are positioning the camera toward your instrument, again, you want to make sure that the right parts of the instrument are clearly in view with either the uh, talking head or the instrument views, we want to avoid shadows. You can never have too much light helping your video camera capture things correctly. Just practice. Practice getting the lighting right. Practice and see if the natural light that comes in is great when you want to record and when you're available to record, or if you're going to need to buy some external lights. You can buy these relatively inexpensively. I've got a couple on my desk and I'd be happy to share those with you. I bought them on Amazon. I mean, they were not overly expensive. I also have a lamp on my desk that I had back in college because it's just a lamp that works. And when I'm recording at night and I need a little bit more light, I use that. And then let's talk about the space around, the white space, so to speak. What is around you in your recording space? Are you recording in a bedroom? Make sure that the bed is made if it can't be hidden from the video screen. If you are recording somewhere that there's a door that's open, or closed, or sometimes partway, make it consistent so that you always have the same scenery. And I mean, there are the options of doing virtual backgrounds or having a green screen. That's more than we need for today. But just really take a look at what's behind you and what's behind the shot so that you can have the best possible look to your videos, okay? Two more things. I promise I'm going to try and keep this short. The first one is if you have notes in front of you or are reading a script, make sure that you maintain eye contact with the camera and that your referencing of your notes doesn't overshadow the authority that you bring into your video. Sometimes people put their notes behind the camera so they can look at the camera or kind of look over the camera so that they can see their notes nice and big behind it. Sometimes people will put them on the screen right under the camera so they're not looking at themselves on the screen, but instead are looking as if they're looking at the camera, but they're looking at their notes. If you do need to look down at your notes, you're going to probably need to do some post editing. When you are getting ready to look down at your notes, pause for a moment, look at the camera, look down at your notes. When you feel ready, look back up at the camera and then resume. And that way all you have to do is cut out the tiny part between the two times that you were looking at the camera. And by the same token, Run your videos straight through. Don't start and stop and start and stop and start and stop because this actually changes the intonation in your voice. It's much better to have a little bit of choppiness in the moving elements of your training than it is to have jarring speech. I'm using jarring as the word because I want you to remember that that's kind of what we're talking about here. Okay, and the last thing about your videos is that 
done is better than perfect. Yep. I gave you a whole bunch of ideas, a whole bunch of, you know, rules and, you know, way of the road, so to speak. But getting them done, getting them recorded, getting them edited and getting them up onto Thinkific so that you can sell your course with confidence is far more important than being picture perfect, than running 82 copies and finding the best two seconds of each one and splicing it together. Okay, done is better than perfect. I am not going to worry about recapping today. Check out the show notes. I've got it recapped there. And be sure to click on the link to the online music course accelerator and apply to join the program now. You want to create a music course. That's why you pressed play on recording your music course videos. That's why you are here every single time you show up and say, I want to expand my music teaching online. You are saying yes. Say yes to the course. And I look forward to seeing your application come in soon. Hopefully next week, I will sound a heck of a lot better. Okay, take care.